Welcome to the Dear Food Podcast. I'm your host, Julia Fixie, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. I want to open the Dear Food Podcast with your victories. I know you're having them because the Lord is good and he gives us the victory. So if you have a victory you'd like to celebrate in your journey to health, joy, and food freedom, please share that victory with me. It can be a food victory of any size. Sharing your victory encourages me and others in the Dear Food family that they can keep moving forward to food freedom because God is helping. So tell me about God's faithfulness in your food journey at Julia at OneStepToWellness.com with the subject, I have a victory, and I may share it here to celebrate you, what God's doing in your life, and to encourage other listeners around the globe that he can and is working in their lives too. Around the globe, you say, yes, the Dear Food program is now being used in the United States, Canada, the UK, Australia, France, and more. The Dear Food, I Love You, I Hate You, Don't Leave Me workbooks can be found on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, and Target.com. Today, I'll share a victory from a sweet sister in the Dear Food family who just shared with me that she kicked her sugar addiction. Victory is possible. Introducing the Dear Food Podcast with your host, Julia Fixie. Join me as I explore the complex relationship between food, emotions, and spirituality. If you struggle with overeating, weight gain, or food addiction, this podcast is for you. Episodes will feature practical tips, inspiring stories, and expert interviews to help you shatter food strongholds to achieve lasting health and joy. Without further delay, here is another episode of the Dear Food Podcast. Let's jump into today's topic, chapter six in workbook two called, If Recreational Eating Was an Olympic Event, I'd Be a Gold Medalist. This podcast can be used alongside chapter six in workbook two of Dear Food, I Love You, I Hate You, Don't Leave Me. This is the yellow workbook. Food can be so fun. For decades, my hobbies included perfecting the perfect pie crust, crafting the crispiest cookie, and fixing the flakiest scones known to the state of California. I had a blast, not considering I was destroying my body long term with sugar and lard. When I realized I was chemically addicted to the fat-sugar-flour combo, I packed my tear-stained baking tools in a bin and tucked them far out of reach and out of sight in the garage. Overeating and unhealthy foods give us a temporary high that has crushed our spirit long term. When we've made a consistent practice of eating for fun and enjoyment, eating can become our favorite, maybe only, hobby. It takes time to accept food FOMO, fear of missing out on a food experience, and pursue non-food related activities that bring us lasting joy and personal growth. Let's talk about how to infuse non-food related cheer into our lives by way of healthy hobbies. I'll often ask clients and friends struggling with weight or anxiety, what's your hobby? These are actual responses. Some details change to protect the hobby list. Is folding laundry a hobby? I'm exhausted after work. Taking my kids to their hobbies is my hobby. Baking. Does watching TV count? What's a hobby? Will the real hobby please stand up? A hobby is something we do regularly for our pleasure at our leisure. Participating in a hobby is an important form of self-care. Big commitment hobbies like traveling or animal rescue are not always practical after the kids go to bed or during a lunch break. 
Larger scope hobbies can be broken down into smaller increments, but for the sake of this chapter, we're focusing on hobbies that are easy to access in short, stolen moments and are activities that you love doing. Many people have lost their connection with their hobbies, and if this is true for you, there are probably a lot of good reasons. For example, you may not have much leisure time. You may have an injury. You may not have found an activity that you like to do for pleasure or food might be your hobby. Food is a legit hobby. However, it may not be a healthy hobby for you if it's causing health problems or emotional pain. Since a certain foods can be physically addictive, food can be a difficult hobby to replace. When you feel the pull to overeat, choose instead to engage in a non-food related hobby. By doing this, you are deliberately creating a happy space to cultivate joy and health apart from the trappings of food. Plus, hobbies are a great tool to insert in your power pause between emotion and eating. Feeling stuck on finding a hobby? Let's bust a few myths about hobbies. Myth one, we don't have to look for a hobby, they find us. Truth, finding a great hobby means looking around and experiencing different activities. About 15 years ago, I was overweight, stressed, and overworked, and I didn't have a hobby. My husband's hobby was water skiing, and he went early Saturday mornings. I was so jealous because he had a hobby that made him happy and I didn't. I had nothing like water skiing in my life except food. The thrill I got from food lasted minutes and it left me empty, sad, ashamed, and feeling unhealthy for days, months, and eventually years after. I knew in my heart that food was not a good hobby for me. No hobby was just falling into my lap and I couldn't think of anything as easy or as fun as food. My only option was to explore possible hobbies. I tried water skiing. Nope. Tried painting. Nope. Piano. Nope. Pottery. Nope. Snow skiing. Super nope. And for months, I tried new things. One night, I reluctantly attempted quilting when a friend dragged me to an after-hours quilting club where we sewed strips of fabric together to make quilts, and I was hooked. I loved the fabric, I loved the quilters, and I loved meeting together with other quilters to sew fabric together to make beautiful quilts. And it turns out I'm passionate about cutting up fabric just to rearrange it and sew it back together. Who knew? I didn't until I tried it. Sometimes hobbies fall into our laps. Other times, we have to get out there and explore new things, many of which we'll hate, to find just one thing we really, truly love. It's like dating without the added worry of an awkward goodnight kiss. Myth number two, hobbies are for dorks who enjoy the ridiculous, like licking stamps and wearing binoculars. Truth, a hobby is not embarrassing for the hobbyist, so grab your yo-yo and walk that dog. Be spurred on to new heights knowing there are fearless hobbyists to engage in extreme ironing. Across the country, there are those who compete in competitive mooing at Mula Palooza and others who train year after year to be the fastest person to chase a double Gloucester cheese roll down a near vertical 200-yard hill. There are those who prepare year-round to put 14,000 lights on their house for Christmas. Oh wait, that's my husband. Whatever you attempt, embrace your curiosity, creativity, love of learning, laughter, and practice courage because you might find that you love wearing a freakishly large hat while stomping to music in a line with other freakishly large hat wearing line dancing machines. Hee-haw! Fun could be just a two-step away. Myth number three. If I'm going to do a hobby I used to enjoy, I need to be as good and look as good doing it as I used to. 
truth. You're not the same person you were before, and you don't have to be. Rediscover the hobby and enjoy it in a new and different way. Many of us had a hobby we loved and at one point were very good at. Maybe it was speaking a different language or tennis. Unfortunately, life and schedules and a million other things got in the way of us keeping up our skill level. That's okay. Life happens and you can pick it up again slowly. For example, if you want to play tennis again but can't imagine putting on a tennis skirt, you might not ever do tennis. In other words, our expectations of what we should be before we start a hobby can stop us from doing the hobby at all. It's important to clarify in our own minds that a hobby isn't necessarily something we're good at. It's something we love doing. We are allowed to love hobbies and do hobbies we aren't good at. The point is to have fun again. So get out there and do what you love, even if you don't have the right clothes, even if you're not good at it anymore, even if you feel a little awkward getting started. Accept the changes life brings and get out there and enjoy yourself. Myth number four, if it's fun, it's healthy. Truth, generally hobbies are safe and healthy, but not all hobbies are created equal for all people. If you have a bad knee, jump rope might not be the best hobby for you. If you struggle with being overweight, baking may not be the healthiest hobby for you. Go ahead, give yourself permission to explore new, safe, healthy, and legal activities that bring you joy. Myth number five, hobbies are for life. Truth, hobbies are for as long as you enjoy doing them. Hobbies can be for life. They can also change with the seasons and that's perfectly fine. What you liked five years ago may still be fun today or it might be disappointing or uncomfortable. What you like now may not be something you'll like next year and that's okay. A hobby can be long-term, but it can also be short-lived. The point is to enjoy this part of your life your health, and your sanity, even if you don't do it forever. To sum up, let's chalk our cue and sink the eight ball in the left corner pocket. Hobbies improve our mental health, relationships, and sense of purpose. Proverbs 17.22 says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Auditioning hobbies is important. When I was struggling to find my hobby, I wish someone had told me, It's okay, you're not alone. A lot of people struggle to find a hobby. I'm here to tell you, it's okay, you're not alone. A lot of people struggle to find a hobby. The exciting news is you've got loads of fun ahead exploring hobby options. Whether you have a hobby or not, adventure awaits. We can have a great life without overeating food. Ready to start the audition? You can find worksheet questions to audition your hobbies in Dear Food, I Love You, I Hate You, Don't Leave Me, Workbook 2, Chapter 5 on page 105 and 106. Get out there and find your hobby. I can't wait to hear what you discover. Let's close in prayer. Dear Lord, you are a creator and you've created so many wonderful things and experiences. We know you created fun and joy and us with all of our gifts and talents and interests. If I've gotten so bogged down with the stuff of life and forgotten how to have fun, would you have fun with me? Thank you, Lord. Help me to take your hand and go have some fun that doesn't involve unhealthy food. And in that, would you help me learn that there are countless other enjoyments in life that satisfy. Life can be fun without junk food. I can't wait to see what you have in store. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Wow, we've covered a lot today. You can dive much deeper into this topic in Dear Food, I Love You, I Hate You, Don't Leave Me, Workbook 2. Experiencing this topic using the workbook will give you much more insight and help you as you process your experience and next steps with the Lord. In the workbook, you'll find helpful questions with heartfelt reflections, prayer prompts, 
and even more Bible verses, verse cutouts, tools, and tips. Don't miss out on all the extras you'll benefit from on this topic and more in the Dear Food Workbook. How will you celebrate what you did today to grow your health, wellness, joy, and journey to food freedom? I'd like to suggest praying about a fun hobby you'd like to pick up again or for the first time. Next, go out and have some fun. Will you tell me about the fun you had? Share it with us and inspire us with your adventure and joy. Leave your story in the comments. Let's have some fun without unhealthy food today. You are beautiful. Your goal to be healthier is important, and Jesus loves you deeply and wants to help you in your journey to food freedom. If you've enjoyed this episode, will you please share a positive review either on this platform or leave a review for Dear Food Workbook 1, 2, or 3 on Substack or Amazon as a book review. Leaving a review can be life-changing. Why life-changing? Because your positive review of the book or this podcast can change someone's life dramatically by providing the reassurance and encouragement they need to take the next step to food freedom by starting the program and joining the Dear Food family. Also, please follow me on Instagram for all the latest news and even more encouraging content. You can find me by name at Julia Fixie, J-U-L-I-A-F-I-K-S-E on Instagram or at Dear Food Study on Facebook and X, formerly Twitter. Thank you for being here. Thank you for blessing me and the Dear Food community. I'll see you next time. Until then, may we be food faithful together. Thanks for listening to the Dear Food Podcast with your host, Julia Fixie. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on all major platforms to never miss an episode. And if you're struggling with food and seeking lasting health and joy, be sure to grab a copy of Dear Food, I Love You, I Hate You, Don't Leave Me, available on Amazon. Join our community and get involved by visiting our website and signing up for our newsletter. Let's break food strongholds together.